We prefer to treat our enemies the way they've treated us. Yet God calls us to treat our enemies the way he treated us when we were his enemy. Well, we'll see how to do that next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. While we were yet enemies, Christ died for the ungodly. Man, talk about treating your enemy with kindness, right? And then he calls us to do the same. And that is a challenge, but we have a marvelous example in the life of David. And that's what we'll do today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the program. We invite you to join us here in 1 Samuel chapters 24 through 26 as we take a look at how the righteous treat their enemies. From our series, The Life of David, here's Pastor Phil Howard now with today's program. People are living with resentment. He says, do not seek revenge. None of you would do that, so we'll rust by it. Or bear a grudge. Oh, there's one. Bear a grudge against one of your people. Well, what should I do? Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Grudge bearing. Our dad used to give us a little line. He said, uh, it's all right to get wounded, but you ought to heal up. He said, you never get a scar until you heal up. And he said, a lot of the saints stay wounded all the time. They never heal up. They never get over it. Pastor Rollins gave me a great theological song by the Eagles, and the theme of it is, get over it. <laughs> I mean, just nearly inspired. Get over it. Resentment. Why do you make it so hard to forgive others when God has forgiven you so much? Why is it you can't stand in your, you can't stand in others what you stand in yourself? Who are we? We're proud people. We're never supposed to be hated. We're never supposed to be unloved. And if you do, I'm going to get you back. That's resentment. I got a grudge. I'm just play acting. In church, you got to look good. You got to wear the mask. E.V. Hill tells about he and his wife as he's pastoring there in Los Angeles. He said, anytime a knock would come up the door, he'd say to his wife, smile. You got to look good. You got to do a lot of that in church if you want to look good. And you're not really right in heart. I've seen ugly people look beautiful because they're right in their heart. They had a face that not even Mary Kay could help. You know, but because they had joy in the heart, uh, it would overflow in a happy countenance. Do you, come on, some of the saints are homely. They can't help it. I mean, not everybody's got it. Not everybody's got it. Don't stare at me because you're saying, have you looked in the mirror lately? Uh, one man has said the poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. The Archbishop of Canterbury was performing wedding vows and he said this to the couple, you will not always be able to choose the changes and chances that will befall you in the coming years, but you will always be able to choose the spirit in which you will meet them. You can either resent Resign or rejoice. You can resent everything that happens to you. And I've seen some people 
They resent everything. They resent the parents God gave them. They resent the job they've had. They resent the kids. They resent everything. God just hasn't dealt them a good hand. No problem with God nor your circumstances. It's all with your response. And you're choosing a sinful response. In all things give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. For to those loving God, nothing is working together for their good. What? All. You don't mean it though, do you? God slipped there. The spirit stuttered. Yeah, duh, uh, duh, all. Just say all. Because the Bible isn't really inspired. God doesn't know what he's talking about. No, all things. Even Joseph being sold out. And the Ishmaelites taking him to Egypt, all things work together for good. If you believe God's running the universe and not you, Stephen can say as stones fell on him, Father, don't charge him with this crime. Forgive them. I'm dying in the will of God under stones, but I already believe in the resurrection, so this is not how it's going to be anyway. God's going to raise me up. Just read in the paper this morning about the Bauer family shot down in Peru, missionaries with Association of Baptists for World Evangelism. We support missionaries with that group we have throughout the years. Uh, Brother Bauer and his wife and two children are flying, going to their mission station. They've been serving there for over 10 years. The story is that the Peru government thought it was a, a drug run, and they shot it down, and when they strifed the uh, plane, the wife and the girl were killed out, outright, just like that. The guy landed the plane in the Amazon River, and uh, Brother Bowers was able to get his seven-year-old boy up on one of the pontoons of this uh, airplane. And uh, as I understand it, within the next three days, he's going to bury a wife and a girl in the will of God on the front-line duty of being a missionary, and God's going to tell him, don't resent me for it. How could you go to the funeral? Would you go there? Could you go like Job and say, Oh, Lord, if you want to take everything I've got, you're still worthy of my loyalty. Even if you slay me, I'm going to still serve in Peru. Even if you shoot my wife, even if you shoot my baby girl, you can't keep me from loving the God that allowed it to happen. Americans are so spoiled rotten, if anything negative ha happens, we turn in our resignation to God. I'm walking. Go ahead and walk. He's God. He owes you no explanations. Is it not with the Lord to give good or to give bad? He can give whatever he wants. Tonight, you must come back if you believe in coming back on Sunday nights. I want to speak on why when good things happen to bad people. And now we're going to show you a little glimpse of what hell will be like to those who think they have it made. I'm talking about resentment. I went by, saw one of my daughters last night. She begins to tell me about a friend of hers that she's grown to know. And she's trying to write a book. And she sent my daughter the manuscript. She began to divulge this story. When I was in the third grade, my dad began to have sex with me. He was a stepfather, but he began to have sex with me. My mother seemed to be nowhere involved. 
I don't know where she disappeared or where she was in those nights. I dread it every night because at night is when the predator showed up. He had sex with me till I was 17 years old. I went to the police and nobody believed me. Finally, a high school boy that she told to the guilt and the shame bursted in her soul as she told a boy in high school, my dad sleeps with me every night. I don't know how to get away. And this boy rescued her and got her away and delivered her at the age of 17 from a man called a dad. As my daughter enumerated this, as a father of three daughters, I was nauseated in my spirit. I would love to uh, get that woman and hug her and say, all men wouldn't do you that way. But the good news of the story is she met a man that died for her. And she said, I've got to get my story out. I don't have to hate this man anymore. I, 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 I left it at the cross. I met someone that forgave me of all that I did. And he restored a purity and a cleanness to my body that only Calvary can do. And I'm not going to spend the rest of my life hating a man I cannot change in my own power. Would you forgive him? I couldn't forgive him unless I knew Jesus. I'd want to choke him. The rage to take the innocent, to rob her of her childhood, to rob her of purity, to rob her of pure sex with perverted sex is a terrible thing to do to a human being. But she said, since I met Jesus, I could forgive. And I've got saints that have had mosquito bite issues they haven't got over. They're still bearing grudges. Be thankful your daddy didn't sleep with you when you were in the third grade. They're talking about resentment. How do I respond to those who have done me wrong? If you resent, it will destroy you. Nietzsche said, nothing on earth consumes a man more quickly than the passion of resentment. I used to have a woman uh, in this church that uh, would hang out at the back door so she'd tell me off. It was her ministry in the body. <laughs> it was the gift of Terminator. And uh, she waved at the back door. And uh, I never did a thing against that woman in my life. You know, we never get to pick who comes through the back door. We're just stuck. And uh, this woman, I mean, just, uh, and her face, uh, I mean, uh, Mary Kay had nothing for that face. Because she, uh, it was a face full of resentment. A face full of uh, outrage and bitterness. And I didn't know her story. I would try to get David or someone to always greet her for me. That's why you have deacons. <laughs> Take that one. But finally, it got out. Either through my brother or he'd worked with her husband. Come to find out, her boy had gone on a backpack trip to Yosemite. Came up missing. I don't know how many years they went without ever knowing anything. Five, six years, whatever. If I'm not mistaken, they finally found the bones. Only, only child between this man and woman. And she was mad. 
that God would dare take her only boy. Who does he think he is? I never thought to tell her God only had one son and he gave him up. But that's what had got a grip on her soul and she claimed to be a believer and probably was. But this had a stranglehold on that dear woman and when I found out the basis and the uh, wormwood that was in her soul and the cancer that was eating her up, I felt compassion for her, but she was killing herself. She was poisoning herself. If she could have only said, I can trust God for a loss I cannot replace. I'll just trust you in the meantime. I know this isn't easy. Only the people of God can really do it like it ought to be done. When I read in the paper that they've got a trial going on now, I believe in Mississippi about the white man that bombed the black church and killed four to six black girls. You wonder why people hate white people? You wonder why this race hates this one and that one? Everything in you wants to be angry and without Christ you'll be angry and you will hate and you'll be a racist to the core of your being. But when Jesus takes over, old time religion makes you love everybody. If you don't love this morning, you're not a Christian. John said, he that does not love who's been begotten of God cannot love God himself. The measure of a Christian is not always doctrinal. It's who do you love? God turns rebels into lovers of people. That's what we used to judge a person whether they were really saved or not. Listen to what T. DeWitt Talmadge said about your body and your attitude. Pastor Rollins has given me a line from John Powell that goes something like this. When I don't settle grievances and when I don't deal with issues right, my stomach keeps score. My body will tell me that I'm living with inner conflict that I will not resolve God's way. I just have resigned to do it and I will be resentful till I die because I think you've got to live with this poison. But your body will tell. Your face will show it. You'll lose a joyful countenance. comes from a joyful heart. You'll lose it. Teacher would tell me, said, our minds and our bodies are such close neighbors that they sometimes catch each other's diseases. And when your mind is troubled and your mind is carrying on conflict and hate and resentment, your body will begin to show it. Third thing I would say is revenge is always a divine prerogative. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Said it to Israel, he said it in Romans 12, 19. He says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he needs water, give him water. In so doing, you'll heap coals of fire upon his head. The idea is not that you be good to him and you'll burn him up. It was an Egyptian custom believed that they would put coals and they would bear it publicly and it'd be a form of disgrace and shame. And he's saying, be good to your enemy. It's the greatest way to shame him, disgrace him for his hate. Lincoln said the greatest way to destroy an enemy is to make him a friend. Do good. Do good. The wicked will have long enough in eternity without God. They'll need no more pain to remember. God, when he gets vengeance, it will be sufficient. I love the story that during the Cold War, uh, when the East and West were separated in Berlin, 
how that the communists backed up truckloads of garbage and protesting, crossing the line there. After a few days, the West didn't know how to respond. So one day they brought out some truckloads of canned goods, food, all kinds of good things. And then they put a, a sign in the midst of it, each gives what each has. Don't you be a garbage truck for the devil. God's given us something better to give this whole world. We've got good news for a world that can be lost forever. You bear good news. You be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the pe uh, merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Uh, reactions to people always reveals your character. You never know what's in the tea bag until you put it in boiling hot water. And God's going to put enough people in your life that are a little nasty or a little eh to, uh, to sometimes just mold you. We always want people around us we like, love, and adore. Keep praying. God's always going to put enough difficulty there to just see if you really have the fruit of the Spirit. You believe in forbearance? God will put some folks in you. You're going to need all you can get. You believe in patience? Oh, don't pray for patience. Do not pray for patience. <laughs> I, we just say, Lord, give it to someone else. I don't want it. Because you get it through tribulation. Uh, you listen to verses like this. Anyone can love someone that loves them, Matthew 5 says. But I've called you to love your enemies. You've heard it said, love your neighbors yourself and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, Christ, my followers will not just hate the Romans. No hate for the, because the Jew says, we will love Jews, we will hate Romans. He said, no, no, no. I'm calling you to a love that you love friends and you love the enemy too. If they persecute you, pray for them. Do not return evil for evil. Blessed are you when you're persecuted for doing something right. Finally, reward from God comes to those who respond in obedience to his word. If you'll do it God's way, he'll make up the difference to you. Did you know what? If you obey this sermon today, you'll sleep better tonight. Some of you, your garbage can is so full and you have not emptied it for so long, you're beginning to stink. Because you're carrying around carrion of grievances. You've got grudges in you. You've got resentments in you. You've got, I resigned. You know, that's the way we do so. Well, I just won't get involved anymore. I'm resigned. But I, I love you. No, you don't. Love never has the privilege of withdrawing. Love just keeps loving. Knowing that his time had come in the upper room, he loved them to the end. Love never stops. It loves right to the end, even if it winds up on a cross. You never have to be afraid of loving if you believe in the resurrection. God can get you off a cross right into glory. Wouldn't you love to be known the last things you were known for were love and not bitterness? Wouldn't you love to get better in God instead of bitter because of God? First Peter says, if you suffer for doing the right in First Peter 4, he said, the spirit of glory and grace will rest upon you. 1 Peter 2 said, if you suffer for doing the right and no one appreciates you, you're following in the steps of your Savior who gave you an example to follow of how to suffer for doing the right. 1 Samuel 26, 23, the Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and faithfulness. 
As surely as I have valued your life today, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from trouble. Someone said a diamond is simply a chunk of coal that made good under pressure. You want to be a diamond for God, make good under the pressure. The pressure is designed to make you and not destroy you. God's rewards will, he'll give you a friendship with Jesus that you never realize. But don't return evil for evil. Give up your bitterness today. Give up the resentment. We used to talk about Moses and Pharaoh, that when Pharaoh went to Moses, when the frogs were on the land, and he said, do you want me to remove this plague? And Pharaoh said, yes, I do. Moses said, when? He said, tomorrow. And we used to preach a message on another night with the frogs. Some of you have been sleeping with the frogs too long. Do you want to quit sleeping with the frogs? Do you want to quit sleeping with this resentment and this bitterness? It will destroy you. It will not destroy your enemy. It will destroy you. Your enemy's not worth your destruction. God has given you a way to free yourself from it. Act like God. Forgive them, be good to them, and pray for them. And say, God, you weren't out of control when the plane was shot down in Peru. And you weren't out of control on Good Friday when your son was crucified. And you weren't out of control when you saw fit to save me, though I was a rebel. You see, God was good to you and has done the most for you when you were doing nothing for him. That encourages me. Do you ever get to thinking, if I'll pray more, act better, act more godly, I can maybe get God to do more for me? I, now, I don't want you to take this wrong. I don't, I don't want you to be a fatalist nor lazy. But when I was doing nothing but hating him, he was planning on how he's going to save me. And he didn't even get my permission. He didn't even consult me. Back in eternity, he says, that little rebellious punk, I'm going to save in 58. He doesn't even know it yet. He won't know what hit him. Boom, boom. Before that Tuesday night was over, I was in the family. What? I didn't plan this, Lord. No, you didn't, dummy. I did. <laughs> it cost me my son. I, 1,900 years ago, I made this event possible in your life. What happened in 58, I paid for in 33 AD. What about you? What did you bring to God? Bunch of, bunch of sin and a lot of cooties. <laughs> and a lot of warped personalities. And he said, I love you. I want to change you. He told Israel, I didn't choose you, Israel, because you were easy to get along with. You've been difficult. You've been stubborn ever since I called you out of Egypt. Man, you've been hard to work with. Three Jews, four opinions. <laughs> oh, Dad knows that's true. <laughs> but God said, I wanted you anyway. I didn't choose you because you were so lovable. He didn't choose any of us because we were so lovable. He's the lover. And he's called us, love like I love. And it may include a few enemies. It may include a dad that mistreated you. It may include a lot of things. But return love. I've given you something better to hand out than hate. Hand out love. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Thank you for joining us today. It's our prayer that our time together here on Truth For Today encourages you in your walk and relationship with Christ. 
As we close out our broadcast, we would also like to invite you to contact us if you have a question about the broadcast, a prayer request. Maybe you'd like to order a copy of today's broadcast. We do have them available. Simply contact us and let us know of your interest. You can reach us at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. You are also welcome to write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue. We're here at Suite 278, Hercules, California. Zip code is 94547. Now, another way to contact us and learn more about us would be to visit our website, valleybible.org. It's there that we have all kinds of information about who we are, what we believe, directions to the church, service times. And we also have a lot of resource material stored there as well. Simply go to valleybible.org and spend some time exploring our website, finding out about us a bit more. If you would like to become a TFT sustainer, we would love to hear from you. This broadcast is aired daily here on KFAX as we are able to partner with you, our listeners, financially. Now, as a TFT sustainer, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, a once a year special gift. Take a break with Pastor Phil. Our weekly video devotional is available to you as well. And again, it's all as a TFT sustainer. When you contact us with your gift of any amount, we'll sign you up. 855-833-9864 or valleybible.org. Or you can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue. Suite 278, Hercules, California, and the zip code is 94547. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.